to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. How many of you have ever experienced the sensation or the thought pattern or the experience even in your body of feeling like there's not enough? Scarcity. Feeling like you don't have enough, like you've been given the short end of the stick in somewhere in your life. Like there are plenty of resources out there, but they're for other people and they're blessed with those things. It's just not for me and I don't actually get those. And I'm not actually even talking about money. It could be money for you, but it could be all kinds of other things. It could be energy. It could be time. It could be people. It could be creative solutions. It could be love, whatever it is for you. I want you just to think of a time or an area where you feel scarce, like there's just not enough. And it's easy to look out at life and feel scarce, to feel like there's not enough. And once we find ourselves there, it fuels all sorts of fear and insecurities about what's coming and the future and where we're headed and what's available to us. And scarcity always leads us, if we're going to stay in it long enough, to a place of victimhood. See, it starts out with, I don't have enough right now. And then it leads into, I will never have enough. I can't have enough. And then it leads into, well, God's just not who he says he is, and I am left here without. And it leaves us powerless to do absolutely anything about it. And this, this is an incredibly despairing place to live, feeling like there's not enough available for you, and there will never be enough available for you. And so you might as well live in this space of powerlessness in life. So I want to look a, take a look at this moment in the scriptures involving fish that speaks to this reality and that actually transformed the future of at least one man forever. In Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it says this. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Garneset, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put down a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water, let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and have not caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. Now, here's the interesting thing. Peter was an expert at fishing. He had been fishing these waters For years, probably his whole life. He probably knew those waters better than anyone else or at least any other fisherman in this space. And he understood that when it came to fishing, you had good days and you had bad days. And there probably wasn't a lot that you could do to make good days good days and bad days bad days. You were just at the mercy of the fish. And that was what determined whether or not you had a good day or a bad day. Have you ever been there in life where you feel like you're at the mercy of circumstances? 
or you're at the mercy of other people, or you're at the mercy of the economy, or you're at the mercy of your feelings, or you're at the mercy of the political system, and you don't really have a lot to say about it. You're just at the mercy of whatever is there. Like Peter found himself with this fish, and this is a long day that he had been working all day and all night, and here he is raining in his nets, and he had not caught anything from his time there. And he just knew, he knew there was no fish in the water that day. And he had plenty of evidence to prove that there was no fish in the water right now. He had all kinds of evidence to prove his story right about what was available to him in this moment. And then Jesus comes and says, go ahead and cast your nets back out into deep water so that you can catch something. Now, it's interesting how Peter responds because the first response that Peter gives him is from a place of scarcity. He informs him, Jesus, there's no fish. I have been fishing all night and all day and we have caught nothing. But Jesus was inviting him into this new abundant mindset, this new space of recognizing there's actually more than enough available to you here in this moment if you're willing to do something new. Here's the thing, how you respond to Jesus' call on your life to go again even in the face of all the stories about there not being enough and, and I can't have and other people have but I don't have and I'm at the mercy of everything else, even in the face of scarce circumstances, how you respond to Jesus' call to keep going, to go again, to step into abundance will determine almost everything in what you have for your future. See, because it would have been very easy in this moment to, for Peter to come back with just excuses, and he had all kinds of evidence about the excuses because Peter was the expert. I mean, look, he could have easily said, Jesus, thank you for the tip, but there's actually no fish. Or they aren't biting today. Or I tried everything. Or nothing's working. Or this just isn't my day. Or the weather's bad. Or let's try tomorrow. Because he was the expert. And he knew exactly what was available to him and not available to him right here in this moment. In the same way that you are the expert at your life and the expert at your circumstances and the expert at all the situations that you find yourself in. And I wonder how often we respond to Jesus the same way. No, Jesus, I'm the expert. I actually know what's going on over here. See, when Jesus invites you into something new, something abundant, how often do we actually respond with our expertise on the situation? on the circumstance, on the relationship, on what's available and not available. No, 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 Jesus, you don't understand. You, you just, if you only understood the circumstances, Jesus, you would understand that that's actually not available to me. Jesus, if you understood the dynamics of this relationship, it won't work. I've tried it a thousand times. It's, I'm, it's, it's a doomed to fail, so I'm not even gonna go there. You know what, Jesus? Actually, that's a great idea, but no one's up for helping me. So I can tell you that it's impossible because no one is on my side. No one is in my court, so I can't have that. It's just too hard. I don't have what it takes. My bank account says this, and I can tell you all the evidence to prove why what you're calling me into isn't going to work. See, sometimes our expertise on ourselves, on others, and our circumstances is the very thing that blinds us to the new thing that God is calling us into. See, I already know is the enemy of the new that God is calling us into. And how many times do we not necessarily say out loud, but say to ourselves, I already know. I already know the outcome. I already know what's coming. I already know the future. I already know what's available, and I already know what's not available. 
But see, Peter starts out with, Jesus, you don't understand. I've been fishing all day. I've been fishing all night. Nothing's available to me. But then he has this shift. He has something different because he had heard Jesus speak. And because he had heard the voice of God in the middle of this, it opened up this space just to crack for trust. To trust that when Jesus says, hey, cast your nets out onto the deep waters, that something new was available. And rather than giving Jesus all the excuses, he did give him just two. But rather than going on and on around how this is going to work, he chooses to go anyway to go against all of the evidence he had that told him of why this wasn't going to work and why he was the expert. Now he knew better. He chose to go anyway. And he found himself in a new situation. See, and sometimes when Jesus calls you to go again, it sounds insane. It actually sounds crazy to you. Because again, you're the expert, right? It'll sound crazy. It goes against all of our expertise. It goes against all of the history. It goes against all of our knowledge. And here's the other thing. When Jesus calls you to go again, to step into the abundant new thing that he's calling you to, it's often incredibly inconvenient. Because here, I'm sure Peter in his mind is thinking, I already pulled in these nets and I cleaned them off. And I'd probably just spent the last hour making sure that they're ready to go for tomorrow. And you're wanting me to do what? To throw them back out there into a lake I already know doesn't have fish? See, when Jesus calls us into these spaces, it's oftentimes disorienting, sounds crazy, and it goes against all of the convenience that we've set ourselves up for. And this is how it continues. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners on the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John's and the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. When Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishers of people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. See, I love that Peter decides to lay down all of his excuses, to let go of all of his expertise, all of his past history, and he goes and he casts out his nets, and he gets so much fish that his boat can't even handle it. That he has to actually give fish to not only himself, but every single other person around there so that they had fish as well. See, when Jesus shows up and calls us to follow him, he always provides abundantly for what he's calling us into. That's all he can ever do is provide abundantly. But what abundance looks like to God doesn't always look like the way that it should look to us. See, because I have my idea about what abundance looks like. And it usually involves a certain number in my bank account. It usually involves a certain, like, space where all of my relationships are clean. It looks like everyone doing what they're supposed to be doing and everyone getting along and everything having the way that it should be in life. But abundance doesn't really always look the way that it should from our perspective. See, because I imagine Peter's looking out at this situation with all this fish and going, this dude's going to make me filthy rich. <laughs> like this dude is about to make me some money right now here in this moment. And we like that God, don't we? We like the God that shows up with the abundant that we like, that we expect, that we hope for, that we think is the right thing for us. But then Jesus says, hey, look, you now have all the fish that you could ever imagine. Leave everything and follow me. I imagine Peter's like, 
excuse me? Like, no, 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 we actually have a good thing going on. Like, maybe we could set up a fish stand and we could cut the profits or something. I don't know. But I imagine that was not what he was expecting Jesus to say next in this moment. I've just provided abundantly for you. Now leave all of it and follow me. Probably not Peter's idea of abundance in this moment. See, God often does the miraculous in our lives in providing the abundance that we need right in front of us to give us the faith needed to step into the real abundance that he's actually calling us into, to the actual elevation of life that he's calling us into. See, because Jesus was not actually interested in just elevating Peter's fishing game. He was interested in elevating Peter's life in this moment. He was interested in elevating his entire impact, his heart, his mindset, his spirit. And, and Jesus was here in this moment saying, oh, you thought your life was just about providing food for people. You thought your life was just about making money. That's cute. You thought your life was just about making sure you were comfortable and that you had everything you need to make sure that your life was healthy, wealthy, and full of success. That's beautiful. And what I'm actually interested in is making you a fisher of men. I want to elevate your position, elevate your mindset, elevate your vision, elevate what you see possible here in this moment. See, God isn't too worried about the areas of life that we feel scarcity in. I know we think he is. I know we think that God's equally as worried about our bank account as we are. I know we think that God is equally worried about those relationships that aren't where they need to be as we are. I know we think that God is equally as worried about our mental health or our physical health or that circumstance that is falling apart as we are. God's not actually worried. He's not concerned at all about those things. In fact, he has everything we need in those moments. In fact, I wonder if, if Jesus in those moments where we come to him with our anxiety and our worry and our concern and our scarcity, if he just kind of goes, okay, uh, it's cute. Here, here, have some fish, right? <laughs> you need some fish? Have some fish. I get it. It feels scary right now. So I will take care of your immediate needs. But what I would like to do is get to the real plans that I have for you that are way beyond a boat full of fish, that are way beyond what you currently need here in the moments. I actually have plans for hope and a future for you that go beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. See, sometimes we actually have to give up the security of the fish to receive the larger invitation that God is calling us into in the moment. And that's what Peter had to do. See, he had this choice in the moment of, I have all this fish that is like more than I could ever imagine. And now Jesus is asking me to give this up for this other new life that's available. And he had this choice in the moment. Do I choose between comfort or do I choose between this dynamic vision that God has for me? And this is the beauty that, calls, that God calls us into. See, I wonder if the throw your nets into deeper waters was a test to see if Peter was willing to give up the scarcity that he had been living in up till then and step into the abundance that he was calling him into, an abundance that Peter could have never imagined 
in his wildest dreams, what God was preparing for him in the future, that a fisherman unknown from Galilee, a small city would be known for centuries, that we would be talking about him in the Fox Theater in Pomona 2,000 years later because he was willing to give up the fish, to step into a space where he says, I will become a fisher of men. That, that this was the man that the entire movement of Jesus would be built on today because he decided to give up a boat full of fish for a larger vision, a larger life, a larger calling that he was asking him to step into. See, but it starts with him being willing to lay down his scarcity and trust a God that says, cast your nets into deeper waters even in the face of all the stories that we have about why it's not going to work. All of the evidence that tells us, I know why this can't happen. In all of the, the emotions and the feelings that tell us, I've been there, I'm the expert, I know this. That we're willing to lay that down to have something brand new take place in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.